Into the Aether, a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brennan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Welcome to Video Games. Today we're talking about Nintendo, basically exclusively. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo had one of their uh, famous, infamous Nintendo Directs this past week. Um, unfortunately, they had to reschedule it due to the earthquakes uh, that were happening in Japan, which was really brutal. Um, but they rescheduled it for this past week, and they announced... Enough things that it took me five whole minutes to write down everything <laughs> <laughs> that happened yeah. uh, into it's a notebook. Pretty, it feels like, I, I said this to you earlier, but it feels like the day of this Direct should be called like some kind of Nintendo holiday. Yeah, like E3.5 or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't know. E3, E3.5 is pretty good. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, we're going we're gonna to just go through everything because there's so much to unravel here. That will probably be the bulk of this episode. Yeah. Um, it's just us commenting on this. Uh, but I feel like a new and better Steven after this. <laughs> Th- yeah. This week in general has been really great. There are a lot of like great things happening um, in my personal life, which was nice. Oh, uh, good. Of... I'm glad to hear that. But it helped that Katamari is also coming out. <laughs> I kind of feel like... Yeah. Um, you know how in Katamari, when people get rolled up, they're like initially screaming, and then at the end of the level, they're like, "Thank you so much. I feel like my my mind is clear. Yeah, I've ascended. That's kind of how I feel. Like yeah. last week, I was screaming. I got rolled up, and now I'm like ascended. Yeah. If you were to X-ray my body right now, where my heart should be is just just pure light. There's just light emanating <laughs> from from my chest. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you wanna you wanna. Dip into, actually, before we dip into it, do you think there's ever going to be a point on this podcast where we're not only talking about Nintendo stuff? Because I feel like everyone else is like playing catch up with Nintendo, who is constantly announcing and releasing like incredible shit. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, honestly, probably not. I, I feel like the next year just seems so like I, I looked at what's coming out and I'm like 2019. I'm going to like grow a beard and never see the sun because yeah. I'm just going to be like <laughs> inside thankfully the switch is portable but nintendo is is like just doing everything right right now um at least in my opinion at least the things that i want to see which we'll get into as we talk yeah. about like what they talked about we've been talking about this idea that like not since the gamecube has nintendo been so on the ball on the software side and like they're yeah. obviously very on the ball on the hardware side this time but I think like we're starting to get to the point and we'll see when some of the games that we're going to talk about get like released and we can play them but this is feeling like the best era of Nintendo maybe ever at this yeah, point. For like real. it really is starting to, in my mind, at least surpass the shit that I grew up on, which like you have, you know, that stuff was obviously amazing, but there's all this like extra weight that comes with the nostalgia involved because, you know, and that's the thing that like, I'm normally in a position where like, I actually really am weary of like hey we're bringing this back like this sort of like yeah nostalgia rooted marketing of like because i'm i'm all in favor of like give me new ideas like give me new things there's so much good new content we don't need to watch rocket power in 2018 like for like for real (laughs) like support new creators and watch new stuff but nintendo is like even with their pre-existing properties everything feels so new yeah you know and 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 it has that magic that nintendo had in 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 decades prior that i don't really feel as strongly with the other systems and again the the thing about like i'm definitely going to be excited about certain ps4 games on the horizon but they are so far on the horizon that i don't like last of us 2 
is like the game that I'm most excited for on PS4. Yeah. And like, I don't know when that's coming out. For me, Ghost like, of Tsushima, like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big question. Yeah, mark, and, you know, um, Sekiro, I think, comes out next spring, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. But yeah, in terms of like <laughs> with Nintendo, it's like every week. Yeah. Every week, at, even outside of our anticipation, like on the show, we'll, we were like, okay, maybe we'll talk about this. And then it's like, by the way, Into the Breach is out. Or by the way, like, yeah. you know, Civ 6 is coming or, or whatever. Yeah. It's wild. So, like yeah. This I think week that- was City Skylines. Like, City Skylines got announced and came out same day for the Nintendo Switch. And, like, that's just a game you can go play now. Yeah. I just, I think it's, it's just a really good thing. There's, it's yeah. like, there's a lot going on right now, but Nintendo's just like, don't worry, we got your back. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's Nintendo's just like producing a lot of great stuff. You mentioned this before, but I'm glad that the uh, I'm glad that the console that is churning out this kind of content with such regularity is a portable one, because now that I'm commuting two hours every single day. Yeah, for real. Know, to and from work, like it's very nice to have the switch on the train with me. Yeah, uh, same. My commute's shorter, but even still. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's yeah. uh, let's look through the list. And um, I, I, I am, as always, I have like I feel like whenever I'm talking on this show or just in life, I feel like I'm juggling eight moving parts. <laughs> like I, So yeah. this list will help me kind of focus my thoughts. So let's let's go down it. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing that got announced and I was amazed by this because I thought that this was a, a 3DS game that was being announced or talked about again. But Luigi's Mansion 3 yeah for nintendo switch got announced it kind of got introduced in the trailer at least as if it was a 3ds game um and then like slowly became high res and it was like oh god this is like a a new thing i thought they were maybe porting one and two to switch because they just Mm. ported one to uh to 3ds but here we are luigi's mansion 3 for switch do you did you play those games back in the day yeah i was about to ask what your history was with them i played the first one on gamecube that yes. was the that was like the i remember i got the gamecube in 2001 and uh, uh space odyssey when it came out yeah <laughs> yeah i threw a bone into the air and then it became a gamecube <laughs> yeah I, I when i got the gamecube i had melee and luigi's mansion there's like the two the two games that were out yeah the, you know went on release and I remember, I remember at the time being blown away by the graphics of Luigi's Mansion. Um, I even still, I think that like on as far as GameCube games go, like <laughs> it is kind of, kind of telling of Luigi's role in the Mario universe. That with Mario sixty four, I was amazed just like by the new dimension and the platforming elements and like just the whimsy of it all. Yeah. And in Luigi's Mansion, I was most blown away by the dust. And the dust effects, yeah, <laughs> like vacuuming up a chandelier and just seeing like the money and the dust come out. I really liked Luigi's Mansion. It felt a little short, I, even at the time. I remember being like, "Oh, that's it." That felt a little like, yeah, you know. I I like the central mechanic a lot. I think that it kind of did set the tone for GameCube, where they're like, "We're gonna do something weird with every franchise." Like, right, you know, the fact that that even um that was just like the year of vacuum cleaners i guess because even mario sunshine he had like a weird <laughs> water gun yeah, flood they yeah. were like they had to do chores or something that whole year <laughs> like, <laughs> um pardon our dust yeah yeah exactly um but yeah i i liked to just mention a lot i thought it was a fun like weird take on the universe um i haven't played any of the other ones so i can't really say how they are yeah but i definitely in terms of like my general excitement, this one wasn't the one that was like the top of my list, but like it's cool that they're doing it. And I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I have to imagine. So I, I played a little bit of uh, Dark Moon, which is the 3DS one that came out. 
Yeah, um, I got it at a GameStop used for like seven dollars. So uh, <laughs> I, I was just like walking around a GameStop looking for something to play on a on a car ride home. And I was like, oh, yeah, here you go. Um, so I played it for like the four hour car ride and then kind of stopped and put it aside. But I enjoyed what I played of it. It was really fun. And I imagine it has to have sold well enough that they're now investing and in doing a third one. And I also think weirdly enough, like Luigi has become a more popular character in the past couple of years, like even after the year of Luigi happened. And I was like about destroyed to Nintendo up. financially. <laughs> no, like for real, Year Luigi lost Nintendo. I think it was four hundred million dollars. <laughs> that is nuts. That, that's per. Like, of course, the Year Luigi is not going to do well. Like, yeah. that's perfect. But he has weirdly um, become more like a more relatable and more oh, yeah. famous character. Over He's got a lot going on. I I always think back to Super Smash Brothers Brawl, where his final smash is him just like having a panic attack. Yeah, and like the negative zone. What is that from? Like that's like not mentioned in any other game. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like yeah. he becomes like a persona character. It's bizarre. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's very persona. He rips right? off his mask. I'm tired of being in your shadow. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. I uh, but this it, it should. I, I imagine it will be fun. Like you said, like at this point, it's not like they're in a reactionary mode of production where they're just like pumping out the same stuff. So who knows? This might be like the Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, um, I, I think of Nintendo kind of. I mean, this is not a uncommon comparison, but I, I consider Nintendo to be very Pixar-esque. And yeah, Pixar's sure. move, with the exception of cars, it seems, is usually like... <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to make a movie unless we have like a really solid story. You know, um, we're not going to make a sequel to anything unless we like really have a good idea for it. And it seems like Nintendo would not be making a Luigi's Mansion three unless they had like a good reason to be doing it. Uh, so for I, sure. I, I at this point, I basically trust them completely, you know, <laughs> unless Luigi is the cars of Nintendo, like <laughs> Luigi's Mansion three yeah. owns up and then Mater shows up like, hey, Luigi. Yeah. Uh, Toys R Us reopens. That's a n- <laughs> just that, Luigi's Mansion merch. That is a nightmare. But yeah, I think that that'll be a fun game. I definitely will check it out. Yeah, I'm excited. What's about next it. on the list? Next on the list is uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn being re-released oh. for 3DS. So that came out for the Wii. Yeah. So that's not even a Wii U game, but they're porting that to the 3DS. What do you think about Nintendo porting all these games to 3DS instead of Switch? Hmm. It's bizarre to me. I guess it, it does feel a little bit like the 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 place the 3DS has in the current Nintendo landscape is a little bit confusing because it used to be that like there was the main system and then the handheld and the handheld would be, you know, like a graphically weaker, more portable version of that. Right. But now it's sort of like the switch is portable. Yeah. So the 3DS is just sort of like the D team in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not the D that's not, I don't think that that's true because there are great games for the 3DS, but like post switch 3DS has a stranger place that I can't quite determine. Yeah. So they have to strike a really weird balance. So I just looked this up right now. Um, the, the most recent numbers are stating that the 3DS sold 335 million units. Oh, wow. In its lifetime, which is like, OK, that's a pretty substantial amount of people. So I understand why they're still making games for the 3DS a little bit better now. Yeah. But I, I imagine that is a weird balance that they have to strike right between like continuing to support this thing that has an install base that is larger than I think most consoles will ever hope to reach, but also trying to push this new thing, which is like blowing up in a really cool way. 
Yeah, That's interesting. I also I wouldn't be surprised if the 3DS kind of becomes like the old library <clears throat> system, you know, because I feel like there's a lot yeah. like I know you can get Earthbound on the 3DS marketplace. You can get like a lot of old games. Um, yeah. So like it would be interesting if they want to kind of archive. Because remember that's like that's where the Wii found a lot of success in sort of the mid to late part of its lifespan. Yeah. Was the virtual marketplace. Right. So I think that the 3DS might kind of become that where you know you can buy all those old games and then the Switch is just like everything new. Um, yeah. That would that would make sense. Yeah. I'm. I'm interested in that idea it it does surprise me that they're not doing dual releases for 3ds and switch instead of you know what they're doing now which is picking one or the other i was actually really happy to see captain toad end up on switch because i thought that that was a thing that was going to be 3ds exclusive when they announced you know that it was moving over from wii u yeah but i've been playing the switch version and it's great um and i'm glad that it's there and i'm also surprised that it's there uh given this kind of thing they're doing so they announced kirby's epic yarn they also announced bowser's inside story which was a uh, regular nintendo ds game that is now being ported to 3ds is that the like mario and luigi series yeah yeah that's a that's a really fun series i think that's sort of the like spiritual sequel to paper mario and mario rpg and stuff yeah and and in classic nintendo fashion uh and i meant to mention this before but like it seems like when they're taking all these old games in their own library and moving them to new consoles they're adding a bunch of things here and there so like in bowser's inside story there's now going to be an entire separate mode that's called bowser jr's inside story so you're gonna like have some like weird <laughs> bowser jr stuff going on um which is great it's awesome i'm it's very cool that to me is kind of how i see the landscape for the switch and the 3ds like switch is bowser's inside story and 3ds is bowser jr's inside story. <laughs> or uh, or maybe like morton or larry's inside story yeah did you see all the uh the nintendo uh, like press release stuff when they announced their parental controls and it was like a, it's a video an instructional video that you can watch where bowser has to put parental controls on bowser jr's nintendo switch <laughs> i really love when they kind of show bowser like just becoming a grumpy dad yeah uh that's incredible yeah don't don't leave bowser jr alone with that switch he's got to put <laughs> some locks in there so keeping the train rolling I keep saying rolling uh, is Katamari Damacy reroll for the Nintendo Switch. <sighs> yeah, this I was telling this to you earlier, but it this being released feels like they downloaded an Excel spreadsheet of my data. And we're just like, <laughs> what else does Steven want? Yeah, I want to get this to you first. What's your history with the Katamari series? It is like one of my favorite things that has ever happened to video games. <laughs> I feel like, like whenever whenever yeah. we talk about games we like on this show, which is often. Yeah. I'm actually like just lying to myself because the only game if you like had to if you had to sh choose one game that survived a purge of all other games. So yeah. all the games are gone. There's one left. It would I would say it's save Katamari Damacy yeah. and everything else because it's just like it, it's just so incredible. Uh, my experience with it, the first time I ever played it, I actually played We Love Katamari, the, the sequel. Oh, same, yeah. same game, roughly. Yeah. I found it. You remember when they used to release those discs that had like demos of games on them? Yeah, they had like 10 games on them. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. one of them was We Love Katamari. I think it was like a Namco sampler or something. Yeah. I played it with my friend. And at first we were really scared. It was again, it was kind of like the same path. One goes down when they get rolled over by Katamari. You initially are screaming and in, in panic. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ready for the genius of it. Um, then I met the king and I felt a little better. Mm hmm. And then I started playing. I was like, this is incredible. This yeah. is like if you 
if you had to minimize the joy of video games as a medium to its most abstract form and then added a weird like colorful filter that's secretly a critique of capitalism you would get <laughs> uh, and it is just the like wackiest yeah i i don't like using the word wacky other than with katamari mm. it's so incredibly good yeah um and the fact that it's on switch is great it's funny because like everyone you talk to who played katamari loves it you know to this level i feel like people don't really people don't really give it the credit that it deserves in terms of like how it shifted the industry and like allowed for more abstract stuff like this. Like, I feel like you can look at a game that's coming out like untitled goose game and just trace that lineage right back to the first Katamari. Oh, you know? for sure. Even in the graphics to a certain degree, it kind of has that like really clean aesthetic. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that like, it also showed that there's a strong market for things that aren't like, we always kind of critique the sort of like gray, green, brown, you right. know shooters or whatever there's a place for for that there's also a place for katamari um yeah I and mean, it's a more interesting place yeah and also it's very it's very nintendo-esque so i'm glad it's going to be on the switch right because it, it we've talked about this a couple times but like nintendo's um design strategy is come up with the mechanics for a thing first and then you know build the game around it and like this is very clearly like okay so you have a big ball that can make things or that can pick things up and your ball gets bigger and like that's that's the core of it and then you build out like okay who is pushing this ball? Why are they pushing the ball? And then you get the weird celestial king and stuff like that. What I would give for a King of All Cosmos assist trophy, where he just like shows up in the distance and a Katamari rolls up the level and smash. Oh my god. I mean, like, it's not unthinkable because Namco's involved, you know? That's true. Anything's possible at this point. I think it's like low key to ask for an assist trophy. I'm not asking for the king to sh I mean, if the King of All Cosmos was a player, I would, I would evaporate into just pure happiness uh, like <laughs> a spore of good vibes yeah but yeah it's it's an incredible game and i can't wait to play it for those who haven't played it uh you really should it's like probably one of the games too that like anyone can have fun with um it yeah. meets you where you are you basically are a strange like creature with i think you play as the prince normally yeah the prince kind of, of a little cosmos. prince vibe yeah. actually not a thing about it um mm -hmm. But you can change that character. I always play as Peso or the weird mushroom. Mm. Anyway, yeah, you roll around this ball that picks things up. It usually starts with like the stuff that's on the floor, and then you get bigger and bigger to the point where you can roll up like the entire planet. And like, yeah. it's insane, and it's really fun. And the music is incredible. Uh, the, yeah. the yeah, we can't talk about Katamari without mentioning how incredible the soundtrack is. Like, I always I tend to point out soundtracks a lot, but the music Katamari is like so joy inspiring yeah they, they have one of those like classic you can just like sit in the menu and listen to music modes and i remember you know back in the day on the ps2 just like leaving that on in the background just, yeah like, that's right when you walk on. around it's like it adds to the the beats and stuff and yeah. that way it kind of reminds me of res where like how you play it adds to the soundtrack yeah anyway katamari wonderful uh that was one of the announcements that made me the most excited yeah so Let's move on, because I could talk about Katamari all day. Yeah, that's in uh, November, so that's coming soon, which I'm excited about. Oh my about. god, yeah. I'll, I'll probably get a physical copy of that, because I just feel like I want to I wanna own the actual mm. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after that, kind of a smaller update for uh, Mario Tennis Aces. They're adding Birdo, Koopa, Paratroopa, Shy Guy, and PD Piranha as playable characters. Um, they're out already, I believe. So talk about the D team. This is like, yeah, I, I always kind of I mean, I'm sure it's it's I actually really like all those characters and it's fun that they're added to Mario Tennis, but it still does feel like everyone not in Smash. Get your racket. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but that's cool. It's cool that they're still supporting that game. I don't have it, but it's cool that they're doing that. Yeah, agreed. Have you played it? Oh, we talked about this already. We talked about it in an earlier episode. Uh, but yeah, I did. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I probably won't pick it up, but I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Agreed. So that's my that's my hot take. <laughs> cool. So after that, we got Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, which was announced a while ago, but uh, we kind of saw some more details about it. Uh, the official name. Um, and it's coming out for Switch. It has two-player. It's kind of a sequel to Yoshi's Woolly World, if you played that. Um, that was a Wii U game that then got ported to 3DS, I believe. Uh, but this one is Switch only and looks cute and like Yoshi's Island um, and Papercraft. So you got like a... Uh, what's, it's not Little Big Planet. What's the, uh, the, the game that that company made after? Uh, God of War. Yeah, God, God of War. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the opposite of Little Big Planet. I know you mean that. Woolly World was awesome. That was another kind of underrated Wii U title. Yeah. Uh, it's a this... bummer that that's not out for Switch. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to yeah. play that game on Switch right now, but I have to go get it for 3DS if I want to play it, which is not bad. I love the 3DS, but... Yeah. Yoshi Co-op is also, like, one of the most zen experiences you can have with Nintendo. Um, yeah. It's pretty great. I am excited for that. Yeah. Okay, so we have... We're about to get, like, way deeper into some stuff, so maybe we take a break first, and then yeah, let's we take come a break. back into the other stuff. That sounds good. Let's do that. Cool. See you in a bit. Goodbye. Did you... You played Mario Odyssey, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't own my own copy, but I played it when it came out with my, on my friend's Switch quite a bit. Is Mario the bad guy in that game? I've been thinking <laughs> about this more and more recently. So the thing, as we kind of talk about Luigi and Bowser, you kind of realize that everyone around Mario has more character than he does. Yeah. So they're really... It's kind of hard to pinpoint his motivation. Right. The the reason I would say a hard no in terms of like, because I really do empathize with Bowser's stress of like, every time you meet him, he's like, you don't understand the stress that goes into planning a wedding. Like, this yeah. has to go perfectly. It's our big day. The thing is, like, Peach, like, for real, does not want to get married. So like, that just makes it weird. And mm. like, you know, I can't root for Bowser in that scenario. Any other time, like, based solely on his outfit alone, I would root for Bowser. But I do wonder yeah. sometimes <laughs> if like, we're seeing a warped version of Mario's history. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. and like, like is Peach constantly getting kidnapped by Bowser, or is she like, uh, shit, this guy thinks that he's saving me over and over and over again, but like, I yeah. just want to hang out with like my big dragon friend. I would love that if like, if Bowser and Peach had a really strong platonic friendship that like Mario being as jealous as he can get. Yeah. Like, always has to make it about him and it's like dude like let me have friends outside of this like boring ass relationship you know right yeah yeah you're a blank slate of a, of a human like please yeah. let me have friends then he shows character. up and yeah. he's like look i can be fun i'm, I'm in a tanuki suit i can be fun is this is this what you want is this what you wanted <laughs> look i'm a bee i'm a bee <laughs> i'm a bee now they're disappearing in large numbers but i'm one of them now <laughs> I can replace all of them. I can replace all the bees. I can be fun. I'm a cat now. <laughs> I'm climbing up the walls here, Peach. What do you want from me? Yeah. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, there's, only, there's a stone's throw from getting there. <laughs> Thank you for taking it to the logical conclusion. Uh, do you want to keep going? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Hi, we're back, and we're still talking about the Nintendo Direct. Let's uh, Let's just move right along let's get into it i am actually yeah. weirdly excited about the next game that we're going to talk about it's full title new super mario brothers u deluxe for the nintendo switch this must be a nightmare for any parent kind of outside of the video game <laughs> thing that like 
just what is the thing my kid wants like fucking hell like why are you calling it who's on first this sucks <laughs> um these games are super fun uh talk yes. about a fun this is like if if the yoshi co-op experience is uh like the zen kind of mm-hmm. uh familial territory this is like playful uh tomfoolery of just like yeah working together but also getting each other's way at the same time i was wondering how long until we were gonna get a side-scrolling 2d mario game for the switch and i'm kind of surprised that it's uh new super mario brothers u deluxe which is a every time i say it (laughs) that's another thing added yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah um but no super mario brothers u too uh uh, yeah. Bono's in it. I love playing as Mario, Luigi, Toad, or Bono. Um, yeah. Edge's yeah. DLC. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's literally just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I love this game. I think it's great. I, w- I was surprised that it wasn't Mario Maker. Mm, oh, yeah. That would be great on the Switch because you had the, the touchscreen. Um, I bet you that that's going to be a sequel. I bet you it's going to be Mario Maker 2 and that's going to yeah. come like next year or something. I am kind of glad that, that these games are coming out a little bit later because I feel like that was those games were sort of the bread and butter of the wii u like that that was the first party stuff coming out yeah was like new mario brothers u and mario maker Mm -hmm. um which is fine but it's sort of like you know we were missing the kind of core nintendo experience of like again moving forward um and the switch so far in in a year and a half has like incredible an incredible first party library so like i'm happy that we're getting these games now not to say that they're like less good or like to determine their quality but just like you know what i'm trying to say like i just feel like it's it's nice that the switch isn't leading with this yeah um, yeah totally. i feel like it could easily be like all right we'll throw out a new mario brothers u and then everyone has to wait three years for zelda you yeah, know there, like, were, there was a happening. world in which all of the wii u ports happened last year and all of the interesting new stuff that we're getting happened this year yeah exactly so I, i'm just happy in the the timeline that we're in yeah uh, for only for nintendo <laughs> everything else is very bad <laughs> um but yeah but yeah i will probably get this um i love these games i tend to 100 percent them um i don't know yeah. why i never it's it's funny we were talking about this with uh, mario odyssey a while ago a couple episodes ago i think but like whenever a new mainline 3d mario game comes out i always get less excited the closer we get to the release date and then they come out and i get them and i'm like hey, i guess i feel obligated to play the new mario and then i love it yeah the side scrolling 2d games i exact same way about like i i just i get them because i feel obligated and then i end up 100%ing every single one of them <laughs> um i'm like obsessed with it so i'm really excited about this I, I'm gonna get it day one. It's it's gonna be fun. It's a it's gonna be a very good train game. Like I already know. It's just like okay, <laughs> let me just like bang out a couple levels and then keep going. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So after that, weird thing is the NES Classic controllers that you can use as Joy Cons. Oh. So essentially, what they're doing is they're pairing two NES Classic controllers that you can like slide onto the sides of your Switch as if they were oh, Joy Cons and charge wow. them that way, and then take them off and then play two player. NES games. So this goes hand in hand with Nintendo Online in two ways. Number one is that if you get the Nintendo Online account, um, which is going to be $20 a year, we now know, um, you also get access to a bunch of NES games. Uh, I think it's 20 of them to start. And they've added multiplayer and online multiplayer to a bunch of them. Like the original Super Mario Brothers is now going to have two player, which is kind of wild. So you can use these controllers to play those games. You don't have to get them, but you could. The other way that these link in with Nintendo Online is that you can only buy them if you have a paid Nintendo Online account. You're not allowed to get them 
Oh, interesting. If you're not a subscriber of Nintendo Online. I guess that's how they justify Because I was like, wow, 20 a year, that's a great deal. But then I guess it's like you're going to end up spending money on on the deals that they offer Do you, you. think so? Dude, I am like so... So there are a couple of things about the Nintendo Online thing that are like rubbing me the wrong way. Number one is that we already have the ability to play everything online and a lot of it yeah. is peer-to-peer already. So it's not even like Nintendo has to pay for servers in a lot of these cases. So it's like, what are we paying for in that case? Like, am, am I going to pay $20 a year to get access to 20 NES games that I don't feel like playing truly? Right. And then the other, the other side of it is uh, the cloud saves thing. So like, if you break your Switch at any point, um, and you go and get a new one, all of your saves are lost unless you have a Nintendo online account. So you have to pay them to get like basic functionality for your for your uh, data, which is kind of a bummer. And also it was announced later that if your subscription lapses, so like say you pay for a year and you forget, you know, like you pay for the year up front and you get like a gift card or something for the next year and you like wait a day between when the first one lapses and the next one. Nintendo deletes all of your save files. Oh, my God. I don't know. That's like. Yeah, that's that's I, I didn't know all the details of Nintendo online. Um, I was just commenting more on the price because I feel like PlayStation Plus is like, I think, 20 a month. Um, or something like that yeah it's expensive uh, i forget what it is but it's but yeah it, that is kind of like i guess i'm just sort of wondering what is going to like if that's truly it if, if those are all the details of, of what we're getting with nintendo online or if they're going to improve like you know like i play splatoon a lot so like what's going to be different about we actually we can get into that later because it's a big update for that yeah but like how does nintendo online relate to splatoon's like online playing right well for one you're not going to be able to play splatoon online unless you have the nintendo online accounts so you're gonna oh really to... yeah so oh, all wow. these games that you're already playing online you're not going to be able to unless you're paying the 20 dollars a year yeah which is kind of bizarre to like give you that access and then take it away it's very strange it's very strange like nintendo yeah you know for all the that's surprising for all the positive things we say about nintendo and, and their hardware and their software like their online situation is so out of touch with reality at the moment. It really is. And like has been since like the DS and like friend yeah. codes and stuff, you know, yeah. we're now, we're now getting up to like two, early 2000 standards. We were in like world war two internet has just been invented as like an idea. Right. Realm <laughs> with like the Wii's internet was like a step above, like yelling at your neighbor, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey want to play smash what i can't hear you like, that's it's the tin cannon string of online yeah, services exactly no like for real i remember playing brawl online and being like this feels like a joke like is this a yeah. prank right and and part of that is because nintendo doesn't have their own servers and that was all peer-to-peer -peer, so that's like you know it depends on the internet that you're using and the internet that your opponent is using and that's going to change wildly constantly i wonder if there's going to be like because I feel like Nintendo has been so responsive to their fan base that, like, if Nintendo Online truly is just, like, basically gatekeeping features that already exist to kind of nickel and dime you, yeah. um, I wonder if they're, you know, I'm not, I'm not proposing, like, backlash, but I'm just sort of, like, I, I can't imagine it's going to go over well and, and help them in any way. So, I, I, for some reason, I just anticipated that it was going to be, like, you get what you already have, and if you have Nintendo Online, you get, like, added features. So that just seemed like a given to me, you know, right. where, like, there might be, like, you know, you can play Splatoon Online, but maybe there might be, like, another Splatfest or something, or I don't know. Yeah. Like, but I would if, love that, but what it seems like currently is when you pay for it, you get the ability to do a thing that you're already doing, and also you get access to 20 NES games, whether you wanted them or not. So it's like <laughs> you're almost paying for the development time 
of adding like online multiplayer to the original Super Mario Brothers. And it's like, that's yeah. not what I'm here for. Um, personally, like, I don't see like I, I probably will not pay for it until Smash comes out. Yeah, I think that'll be the point when I when I lock in. But. I'll probably get it first just because I, I do I do play Splatoon enough to like warrant having it. Yeah. Um, I also don't have my PlayStation Plus anymore, so like I can just kind of replace that. Yeah, I, I did just cancel. I sold. Uh, hey, to the listeners, I ended up actually selling my Xbox One. Um, oh. I, did, I did go in and I got rid of it. Um, so I also canceled Xbox Live. Well, uh, re- uh, rest in peace, Brandon's Xbox One. Yeah. You made it 11 episodes into our podcast. Uh, you know, it's funny. This is the second time I've sold an Xbox One. <laughs> I got one at, uh, not released, but I got one when Titanfall 1 came out. Yeah. Um, and played that and loved it. And then I finished Titanfall and was like, oh, there's nothing coming out for eight months. And then sold the thing um, and then got it again. I think when Titanfall 2 came out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> played that. Um, and then I said during our E3 episode, like, this was the E3 that was going to make me decide if I was going to keep my Xbox or not. And there yeah. it goes. I think no, no, like, no knocking the system too much. I, I really do think PS4 and Xbox One are interchangeable depending on what you're looking for. I think that mm-hmm. PS4 to me has, like, by far and away the stronger library. But that's yep. also like because of my interests. Um, yeah, I will say just real quick because this is the canonical funeral for Brendan's Xbox One. Um, Xbox One was a great system, mm-hmm. and it had it's the only system that lets you watch Blu-rays in 4K. If you're like one of those like Blu-ray uh, yep. Blu-ray fans who are like, I need this in 4K. There are um, a lot of those. A lot of Blu-ray fans listen to yeah. this podcast. Hello to all the Blu-ray fans. <laughs> tuning in to the hot blu-ray news isn't it funny though that sony owns blu-ray like they are the ones who created the blu-ray and i have a ps4 pro and i cannot play 4k blu-rays on yeah them. it's so weird um but yeah i uh rest in peace rest in peace go to, to my, hell go to my, hell my white <laughs> xbox one s it's a beautiful it's a beautifully designed system it is i actually when i was over your house I was like this is looks like a rad system it's cool. yeah um, that's, anyway that's gone forever and it's been replaced with the nvidia shield tv burn in hell idiot <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move moving on, on. <laughs> I, I undid all my goodwill on that funeral yeah it's, it's let's okay. move on I can't wait to put some like good funeral music behind that whole segment. (laughs) It's gonna be great. Um, So next, next come the PC exclusives that are now coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, So we talked a little bit about Civ Six last Mm. week. Yeah. um, But that you know officially announced now. It's coming. (laughs) That is just like I think the quick point to make there is like I can't think of a more like PC exclusive series. Um, yeah. So I know that there have been like Game Boy games and stuff, but like they've really they really were like a mobile, like minimized version of the experience. So like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I think it's perfect for the switch. Yeah. Even the one time they tried going the console route with uh, the Civilization Revolution series, it was like they didn't really think about it too much. Like it still just felt like yeah. a PC game that they put on console. Yeah, um, it, it was OK, but this is going to be like the full experience. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Um, hopefully it has touch game touchscreen controls i don't remember if they said that during the announcement or not um but i would love if they allowed us yeah to that. that'd be awesome i can't imagine it wouldn't that'd be a yeah. missed opportunity yeah 
The other thing that they announced and got released the same day as the direct was City Skylines. Have do you know about this slash have you played it? No. No. To both okay. ends, to both questions. So uh I have played it a shitload. Uh it is basically what so if everyone remembers uh the whole SimCity debacle where they tried to like reboot SimCity and you know, instead of like adding a number to the end of the of the title or like the the date or whatever like they usually do like sim city 2000 or whatever it was just sim city they were like we're doing we're starting from scratch here's the new sim city and they released it and it was just the worst <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> um there were like all these weird constraints about how big your your city could be and it had to be online at all times so you and other people playing would have cities like next to each other which was a cool idea in theory but like also was just like really bizarre, like a weird constraint on a PC wasn't that game. The, wasn't that the SimCity where like the main selling point was that you could like watch your city's sewage happen like in real time? Like, uh, it might have been. I think that was that one. There yeah. was a view of like you could like kind of have everything be transparent except for the sewage lines and just watch it happen. I'm like, yeah. this is this is for a specific audience, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there was very happy. Someone out there feature. was like, finally, I've been waiting years for this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just yeah. screamed and somebody else is probably like this is my day job and i would rather not do this yeah someone's like can you <laughs> give me a point. fucking break I, like yeah. i'm playing this game to watch godzilla destroy the mayor's house yeah. i don't want to see this <laughs> so that that game came out was very disappointing to a lot of people and yeah. almost simultaneously uh this other developer made city skylines which was essentially the sim city that everybody wanted and it oh I th there was like kind of a weird couple of years there where everybody was doing the same idea. So City Skylines came out. Uh, what was it called? Planet Coaster, I think, is the like roller coaster tycoon that everybody wanted after mm. the actual roller coaster tycoon company put out a game that was terrible. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stardew Valley, I think I could put in that same that For same Harvest group. Moon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so City Skylines, I put a lot of time into when it first came out. Um, and loved it like it is exactly what you want if you want a good city builder it has every feature that you would ever want it is like so well done um and it's out for switch my one caveat with it is that it is notorious for having frame rate issues when your city mm. gets bigger and bigger and bigger because there's so many systems overlaid on top of one another yeah um and i worry that the switch can't handle it because i remember they ported it to xbox one and like even when it was out on Xbox One, it was having a lot of frame rate issues. So I can't even mm. imagine what it's like on the Switch. Um, yeah. But I am excited that it's out. I haven't seen any reviews of it or anything, so I don't know if it's like worth picking up or not. But um, it's a great game. I can tell you that it's just a good fucking game. Yeah. And that's that's interesting to think about, like kind of new developers picking up where pre-existing series left off. Um, yeah. I think we kind of talked about that a little bit in a different way. Um, with Crystal Clear last episode, yeah, where like I, I wouldn't say that Pokemon has been bad at all. If anything, they've been getting better in the last couple. Um, but it is sort of like someone being like, "Hey, what if the series went in this direction?" Mm -hmm. Um, they made the mistake of calling it Pokemon, <laughs> so it's right. not going to exist in ten minutes. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's cool to see that, and I think that that yeah. should be supported. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. So I'm excited about it. I, I'm I'm iffy about picking it up. There's actually a game that I've been playing on mobile that I was going to talk about a couple episodes ago and ended up not. Um, but there's a mobile game called Pocket City that came out recently. Oh, you showed me that. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. It, it's a paid game. I think it's like five or ten bucks or something like that. Absolutely worth it. There's like no 
in-app purchases or ads or anything like that. It's like you buy the game, you just get it. Um, and it is weirdly like a very, very, very good version of SimCity, but for mobile. Um, and having just put a lot of time into it, um, I can't see myself playing City Skylines on Switch because I feel like I just got my like. You just had that experience. Fits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was um, cool. That also kind of has a Katamari aesthetic, like a little bit. It kind of yeah. has that, like, especially with the colorful. way if you zoom in, you can see what the, the townspeople are thinking. Yeah. And, like, it's like every four thoughts are, like, bizarre. Like, usually yeah. it's like, I wonder what the mayor's going to build next. And then it's like, what if Mama was a ghost? It's like, what is, <laughs> what is this? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's very good. I can't, I can't recommend Pocket City enough if you have, um, and I think it's out actually on iOS and Android at this point, so. Way. Yeah, I don't know why I, f- I fell into the Android lineage when I first got a smartphone. Not that I prefer it, I just I feel like I can't play anything. Having a Mac and an Android is like the least like I can't play anything that comes out for you know <laughs> PC or mobile. Um, yeah, but you know whatever. I I, yeah. I do like my MacBook a lot. Yeah, well I I'm I'm rocking Windows PC and iOS, so I'm kind of the opposite vibe. But anyway, moving on. So they announced a bunch of board games for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Settlers Incredible. of Catan is, is like the big one. It just seems natural. It's like, of course they did, you know? Same That's... thing like when all these games came out for the iPad. Like, of, of course they would be out for iPad and of course they would be out for Switch. That also kind of makes me hopeful for the new Mario Party. Because I know that, that was kind of a feature they had where you could play it like a board game. And the fact yeah. that they're like porting over other board games, it's, it's really fun. I definitely will play Catan. That's one of my favorite games. Yeah, um, I forget if they announced if it was online or not. But if it is, that is definitely more compelling as well that's true i do like the in-person settlers of Catan is kind of like a lower key risk where like risk can really end friendships settlers of Catan will just ruin the night um <laughs> i've I never remember... played it i've always wanted oh, to have you not? Played it. no um there was one time i played it where we were playing on teams and, and my friend ali and i were winning and we were like we were just the worst we were throwing around lumber cards going we're in the money we're in the and everyone else like all right you win we get it we get it like (laughs) we're not gonna hang out anymore this sucks yeah um it's a wonderful game i think you will like it because it's it is very strategic and competitive but like the whole vibe is very like chill you know yeah there's no war it's just like hey do you want to trade bricks and like yeah maybe build a road (laughs) (laughs) so that sounds great yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, if we can play it online, let's play Catan. That would okay. be a fun thing to talk about. That would be fun. Um, after that, we had the Splatoon 2 announcements. Hell yes. Which you have already downloaded and played some of, correct? Yeah, I have. So they, so added, the they added new weapons, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. No like new weapon archetypes. They just added like new weapons. Like, there was like a... I think it's like... I forgot the exact name, but they added like that weapon for each one. So there was like a bucket, a paint roller, uh, uh, yeah, you know, twin pistols. They also added a new Splatfest, which the theme this time is retro versus modern, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Uh, I'm team retro. Uh, please follow suit. They also, I think they fixed the exact thing you brought up when we first talked about Splatoon, where now if you are playing online and you are on a team, like you're playing with a friend you'll be on a team together. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I, I remember reading that. There are also some other additions to the game. Literally in like the talk show where they announced the changes, they're also like, hey, they're literally changing the game. Check out the website. Uh, but yeah, it's not like a, it doesn't really play any differently. Oh, they also had a lot of new levels. Um, so 
this is like a great follow-up to the Octo expansion where like we got that really cool and different single player mode and then they're continuously adding to the multiplayer which is sort of the like core game um, yeah they had a very it, like anime ass trailer with like a, one of the new powers is like a spirit bomb from yeah <laughs> made of paint like it's rad yeah it's just such a good game i i love it more and more one of the new levels is like a skate park with like a mountain climbing wall in the back and uh i just awesome. love that Super fun. I am now the sort of bittersweet aftertaste of this whole event is the Nintendo online kind of like, yeah. you know, preventing this. But, uh, you know, I, I will I will at least pay for it in the beginning and I'll see, like, if I feel like I'm getting ripped off or whatnot. Um, yeah, I love Splatoon too much to not play it. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I get that. I very much get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just paid for the <clears throat> annual pass for Destiny 2, so. That's yeah, I mean, where people think they're being ripped <laughs> off all the time, but here we are. <laughs> I, I paid for PlayStation Online for Overwatch, which I was like, I also really liked, especially when I first got a PS4. But I like Splatoon even more, so like, I like yeah. the game more, and I'm willing to pay less for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, I will probably bring it up again if there's anything else I I forgot to mention now, or if I notice anything. Um, but that's my take. It's rad. It's amazing, and. Uh, we can move on. Let's have anything to add. No, I don't. Um, I think you're going to have a lot to say about the next stuff. Uh, because <laughs> You're scared. You sound like nervous. <laughs> after that, they announced Final Fantasies oh. 7, 9, 10, and 12. Brendan. For the Nintendo Switch. Brendan. This is like... I don't want it to sound like a gushing fanboy, but when it comes to these specific final fantasy games like yeah. i just i just turned into slime um, why do you think they skipped 8 and 11 i don't know and that's really funny to me i think it's it might be the uh there there's several reasons i think that i think that the ones they've chosen are oddly more nintendo-esque in their mm. brand 8 is a bit more um 8's like because 7 was the first that kind of went for a more modern kind of urban fantasy setting yeah. Um. And then eight, like, really fell into that. Eight was like straight up anime academy kind of story. Mm, um. Cool. Which is cool. I mean, I like eight. Uh. And it is kind of a bummer that it's not on Switch. Um. Because I would have liked to revisit it. I don't have a physical copy of eight. Um. That's your favorite and, one, right? I think I remember us talking about that. Or was it nine? Nine's my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so you're getting yeah. nine. Good yeah. I would say like. I know you haven't. You kind of missed the series. As much as I love Seven, and I think Seven is like Seven is the game that got me into RPGs, and like it was Seven was kind of my Star Wars. It was the moment where I experienced the piece of media that like made me like experience the wonders of fantasy in that way. Yeah. Um, I also think that it's kind of because we're from Jersey that it hit me so hard because like the Whoa. starting the starting area is like this this like gross like con- like not that. New Jersey is a beautiful state, but like that kind of industrial setting felt oddly relatable. Um, yeah, I get that. And I, I really liked, I don't know, I, I still, I, I've gone back to play seven in recent years. And I think that, you know, unless you grew up with it, the graphics can be a little bit off putting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the actual battle system is not my favorite. Uh, the material system was cool at the time. And that was also the game that introduced limit break. So like, that's when oh, yeah. that's when the game became like such a, a visual spectacle. Yeah, um, totally. I think that the characters are still wonderful. I think that the story is still great. I think that a lot of the sequel and spin-off material, while I can recognize that it has a place, doesn't really capture the spirit of the original. 
Um, uh, the original has a lot of comedy that the older games had in sort of like the inherent goofiness of the art style. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene in seven when you're on a boat and red 13, you're like, wolf companion is trying to be a human in a sailor suit and he's just walking around like (laughs) like that's the stuff that i guarantee will not be in the remake and that's the stuff i love like that's what makes me care about these characters is these sort of like these seemingly benign moments that just make you love these people um yeah so um i would say like if you if you haven't played seven play it if you're really interested in the story but the actual game might be a bit of a chore at this point Mm-hmm. I would wholeheartedly recommend nine. I think nine as uh, the actual like combat is really fun because in nine, each character has a specific role. So like Vivi, who's probably one of the best Final Fantasy characters, I think like ever. Yeah, totally. Um, Vivi is a black mage, both in the story and in combat. So I think that that's where nine really shines is like the characters play like you imagine they would fight. So cool. you, you are immersed in the story the whole time. And I think that that story is just like wonderful. It gets really fucking bizarre in the end. I'm sorry for swearing, but like it needs that. It's like it, it's Final okay. Fantasy tends to take a left turn in the last 20 minutes. Like no matter what, they're like, by the way, this They're like what? Yeah. But uh, I love nine. I think nine is a beautiful game and probably the strongest ensemble other than seven. Yeah. I know you said that 10 was the one you played. Yeah, I had, I had a fleeting disaster with 10 where I <laughs> played it for the uh, for the PlayStation Vita when it got re-released. Yeah. Um and I played it for I think it was like 10 to 15 hours and was like loving it. I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening. It's happening. I'm getting into Final Fantasy finally." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then uh the PlayStation cloud save system deleted my save and I had to start uh, from the beginning. Oh no. Yeah, And that rough. was like six years ago at this point and i feel like maybe now it's time to revisit it if it's gonna be on the switch so 10 is great 10 i think has my favorite battle system because i love that you can switch out the characters in real time that's really nice and um the sphere grid and the turn-based combat and also that's a game like octopath traveler that actually shows you the turn order so like you can be really strategic um 10 loses me a little bit with titus i just don't think he's a great character um i think I, he's a terrible character and that's what made me love yeah, him so much it's, it is like <laughs> so i i remember when i played it when it came out and he didn't really bug me and then i played it recently and i'm like oh my god um this yeah. is rough but the character it's kind of like mario like the characters around titus are all great for the most part um right and the, the thing is like 10 kind of falls hardest into the trope of having the main character have to be the most important like Mm. it almost feels like default where they're like oh titus is the chosen one and it's like i felt like this story was about yuna until it wasn't you know yeah and i and i feel like the actual the more interesting story to me in that game is actually the flashbacks with jekt and uh Auron and Mm. um yuna's father but otherwise, I mean, like, 10's still a great game. I, I think that that's a really divisive one. People kind of either think it's the best or they, like, rip it apart. And, yeah. um, I mean, every Final Fantasy kind of has that. It, it depends on what you want from it. Um, I think 10 is a great game. Um, I also liked Blitzball for some reason. I don't. I love Blitzball. I can't tell you why. It's like someone was like, let's make sports boring for Steven. And I was like, yes. <laughs> But yeah, yeah 10 is awesome. And 12 is, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the series. I kind of stopped playing after 12. I do want to eventually play 13 and, and 15 and check those out. For some reason, so, I miss them. 
I actually I, I mentioned seven, nine, ten, and twelve. The one that I didn't mention was that they're also releasing the pocket edition of Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh yeah. For Nintendo Switch, which uh, is a mobile version of Final Fantasy fifteen that has instead of like the very high res uh, art that you can get on the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One and I think PC, um, you instead get like chibi cartoon versions uh. of everyone. Uh, but it is the full game, like it is the whole story. Wow, uh, played that's out so in that way. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming out for the Switch. Um, I'm actually weirdly into it i i wasn't expecting to be but um i might revisit it uh, yeah when that comes out i would love to if if you're willing to indulge me if you wanted to revisit any final fantasy i'd be i, I would love to do that alongside you and yeah could i could it. see myself getting 10 when it comes out um but i think yeah. they said that's gonna be 2019 so it's gonna be a while 10 2 as well or no yeah yeah it's 10 and 10 2 i never played 10 2 I, I might go back to that and play it cool um but yeah, I uh, thank you also for just letting me gush about Final Fantasy for two hours. No, um, of course. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I would say like if I I'm just really excited they're on the switch. I think that that's great. I, I still have my copies of seven and nine, but I have to like go into the like crypt and find my PS2 <laughs> and, and yeah. blow dust off of it. And right. I just like having everything in one place. You know, I, yeah. I like condensing my library. So, yeah, definitely going to um, play those. So the last two announcements for the Nintendo Switch event are just destructive. Um, So (laughs) the first one that happened was uh, we got like a nice little cutscene with Isabel from Animal Crossing and she's like going around doing a bunch of work and stuff. And then she gets uh, a letter from PD uh, and opens it up and gets invited into Smash Brothers. And now she's a playable character in Super Smash Brothers. I love the juxtaposition between this announcement video where she just gets like very casually uh, a letter in the mail versus like the inkling in like the dark void who gets possessed by the Smash Brothers logo. (laughs) Luigi who fucking dies in the Castlevania place. Like it's so funny after all of these like horrific announcements um where isabel just like gets a letter and it's very quaint and nice yeah i like i'm really excited i definitely will will play as her um she was one yeah. of the characters you wanted in the game right she, i remember you mentioned yeah. that like she was one of the top um yeah i i'm pumped she seems like a really fun character to play as and she also kind of it's funny you mentioned that sort of like um outside of the severity of the event in her behavior because that's yeah. kind of how she fights. Like everything is sort of like happening elsewhere. Um, yeah, it's very goofy. Uh, like she, yeah. she has a very, um, it's almost like a very wholesome fighting style, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's cool too that she's not just an echo of, of the villager, she's which is character. what I absolutely thought yeah. that was going to be the case. Um, yeah. So very into that. That does open the door for uh, her having an echo be KK Slider, which would also be very interesting. Oh my God. I would love that. Isn't he a assist trophy though? Or no? He no, he's be. just he's just in the level. I think. Oh he's, yeah, if you yeah. play the Animal Crossing levels on Saturday at eight p.m., he yeah. shows up and plays. What music. I would give for like a KK Slider Final Smash where he just like the Who slams his guitar on the ground. Uh, <laughs> that'd be oh awesome. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Um, yeah. So that was very cool. I was very excited about that. Um, I, you know, actually thinking back, it's thinking about your uh, Katamari statement with the king of all cosmos as an assist trophy i feel like that would have happened at this direct yeah i I think it's it's probably not going to happen um but you're right namco is like co-developing the game like it's not 
impossible still. I also think that now that FF7, 9, 10, and everything are on the Switch, that like we will probably get another Final Fantasy character. Like, I think that might happen. I could see that. There yeah. are actually a lot of probably DLC. I think that would be like a DLC character. Like it won't be revealed next direct, but I'm thinking now like, OK, so they got the rights to put Cloud in Smash again. And now yeah. suddenly we have the announcement for all these Final Fantasy games. And it makes me wonder, like, OK, are we going to get the Metal Gear collection? It also at some point, I, I, I won't I won't double back to Final Fantasy, but the fact that they are releasing all the old ones and cloud is in smash like we talked a lot about how nintendo does a lot of that kind of internal marketing it makes me yeah. wonder like given nintendo's like recent rekindling with square between like octopath traveler being an exclusive and all the final mm-hmm. fantasy coming out I'm like is this building up to some kind of like new square series for the switch or like a new final fantasy or like something you know yeah um that's I mean, really that cool. might have been octopath that's true which i mean like I, we loved i uh yeah um I haven't played it since we talked about it, but I'm definitely going to get back into it. I think for Smash, yeah, I think that um, we'll probably get DLC uh, Final Fantasy characters. That's my bet. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, if they're going back and getting the rights to put all these characters in Smash again, like, can we can we extrapolate this out where, like, they have Cloud in, in, in Smash and now they're releasing the Final Fantasy games? Like, can you say the same thing about Snake and about um who who else oh yeah oh my god uh mega man is in smash and they yeah. just announced mega man 11 i forgot to even write that down mega man 11 is coming out for switch or is out already or something like that like are all of these third-party characters that are that have you know that they reacquired the rights to for smash going to have games coming out like i would love if the metal gear collection came out for yeah, switch now that that'd be Snake awesome is back in in smash um and like the metal gear collection already exists as a thing you can get on the vita yeah, like Bayonetta will obviously be on Switch. Right, um, yeah, Bayonetta 3 is coming out for Switch. Like, I don't know, maybe, who else, uh, who are the other third-party exclusives? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, uh, Xenoblade, you know, you have Xenoblade 2 is Pac- already out. Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, wait, didn't they do, like, a the Pac-Man, like, championship edition? Probably. Uh, for I, Switch? I, yeah, I think you're right. I think everyone in Switch has, everyone in Smash has a Switch game. Um, yeah sonic has the generations or whatever oh yeah sonic mania sonic mania excuse me all we need like i i honestly i really do think the last direct is going to be waluigi i'm calling it now i I really think that they're going to do it i think i think they're going to do it too yeah i think i don't i don't want to like i don't want to yeah but it's it's it feels like we're getting there yeah um should we talk about the last thing yes Okay, so the last thing that happens is uh, we get a little cutscene with Tom Nook, and he's basically just sitting at his computer very sad like everyone else who was watching the direct. (laughs) And he's just like, well, Isabelle's off fighting people, and like, I'm glad that she's, you know, broadening her horizons and like doing new things, but that also means that there's nobody here to run the town while the mayor's gone. Uh, So I guess I should like prep some new stuff. And then on the screen, we see Animal Crossing 2019. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Uh, I was literally, I was walking through Times Square. I was like commuting home um, and I stopped in the middle of the sidewalk, like all the people who don't know how to walk in Times Square. And I just went, no fucking way yeah, is this no, happening. I, I was on the train when I got all of that. It was, I got Animal Crossing first and then, then Final Fantasy and then Katamari. It was like a one, two, three punch of just like my heart exploding. Yeah. I yeah, the Animal Crossing is 
on Switch is going to be unreal. It's it's and the thing is, like, they don't even have to add that much to make me happy. Like, this is like the one game where I don't <laughs> I don't really need a huge step forward. Like, I just kind of want it on the Switch. Yeah, um, I'm sure they will add some cool stuff. And like I think that the the multiplayer element for the first time is probably the best it will be. I think that like for all we say about Switch Online, like I think that having, you know, friend codes and visiting friends towns like that's going to be so awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. really excited to see how that's going to play out. I really hope that that's also not locked out for Nintendo Online. It probably will, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But at the very least, uh, Animal Crossing is a game that like the crux of it is still a very single player experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I cannot wait. I've been wondering what my town's fruit is going to be. I know that's weird. But that, was like the first, <laughs> that was the first thought I had because my first my very first town was pears. And then I think my town in 3DS was peaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um I mean I I can't really overstate how much Animal Crossing as a franchise means to me as a, yeah. as a living human on planet Earth. Um but I uh th- this game is going to be destructive. It's going to be a destructive force <laughs> in my life. It's going to prevent me from doing anything <laughs> that I wanted to do. Um I'm I'm just like so so elated that it's announced. I didn't think we were going to get an announcement until like february of next year and maybe it would get released like late spring or like the end of next year yeah um which is still possible but i think announcing it now makes the chances of it coming out earlier in 2019 a little bit better Um, yeah for sure so like to do some like internet sleuthing uh previous games all of them have come out uh in the fall at least in, in the u.s they've all come out like in the in the q3 q4 time of the year uh except for new leaf which was the first one that came out in the spring um, uh. and i'm wondering if that's going to be the new move uh i think the only concern that i have on the outset knowing nothing about the game at all absolutely nothing um is the possibility that they're going to s- include a bunch of pocket camp stuff oh, in the game oh yeah cuz pocket camp has like the energy meter and like all the things that are kind of bad about mobile games in there um, and I'm wondering if, like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, incorporating all the Pokemon Go stuff, uh, they're also going to have a bunch of like weird Pocket Camp crossover stuff that's going to be like unavoidable. Like if it's if it's avoidable and I don't really have to worry about it, like that's fine. But um, I just that's that's my one like yeah. underlying concern. I do agree with that too. I, I do this. think that there will probably be something you get for having Pocket Camp. Like I feel like there might be like a weird like. You yeah. check into the store and you get like a good deal or something. Or maybe you could kind of like the Splatoon app, you could maybe buy items that you could get in the game or whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that is something to be weary of. I do uh I, I have high hopes. I think that the new leaf, uh the new leaf, um <laughs> was the best one in recent memory, um, other than the first one. Uh I think so, it's the best one, just hands down. Yeah, it's really great. Um I can't wait. And that's going to be something that like once it comes out, we'll have to play and talk about it. And just like our podcast might just become like us I checking am, in on each other's towns. I am sure that yeah. when that game comes out, all we will talk about for like multiple episodes. Of <laughs> I got roaches in my basement. What am I going to yeah. do? Um, my move always is uh, to strategically pick a time to not play that game for as long as it takes to get the bedhead hairstyle. Oh, interesting. That's a good move. It's, a, it's always my move. I um, um yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite? Like I know like there's the neighbors. They all have like a different archetype. 
um mm-hmm. like in terms of personality like there's like the jock or like um you know preppy one or whatever like who's your favorite like character that you can get as a neighbor um i just in my so i'm i'm playing new leaf again i just started my town over uh like a month or two ago um i just got i think her name is anka uh and she's like an egyptian cat oh cool she's very cool there were always a lot of cats in my town like there were like three cats that lived like right next door to me um yeah my favorite neighbor in the first one was gruff he was the grumpy goat um oh yeah he was one of my favorites i always love when characters are grumpy at first and i can kind of break through that and yeah. uh i think he was like you're the only one in this town i can trust here take my <laughs> take take a weird statue i have um yeah i also like the jocks um like there was a jock named Buck who was a horse, and he was like, "Dude, my muscles are so sore. I love when I get sore muscles. I know it's good workout." I'm like, wow. "This is amazing. I love this." I've never met Buck before, but that's uh, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I love that element of um. This is something that oddly enough, I just had this thought, No Man's Sky, in terms of things being kind of procedurally generated and the excitement that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I think Animal Crossing, in a weird way, does that the best. Where like. You know, your town's not going to be wildly different, but it's going to be a different layout. You're going to have different neighbors, different town yeah. fruit. And like, for some reason, that minimal composition is so much more powerful and like seeing how someone's town is like, right. You know, even just like, oh, your post office is here. Like mine's right next door. This sucks for you. See you later, yeah. idiot. Burn in hell. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Also, another kind of spring release that I. I'm excited for it. Wasn't in this direct, but the new Fire Emblem comes out in March, I think. Right for the Switch, so we'll talk about that. But uh, I'm yeah. excited for that as well. Another game. I wonder how much uh, of the mobile game crossover we'll get. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly, my bet is going to be that it's kind of like an amiibo where like you can scan it in or sign in, and you get some kind of like little bonus. Mm, um, yeah. Did I tell you I, I finally have some amiibos? No, who'd who'd you get? Uh, so I I, I kind of resisted for a while. I was like, I want one, but I don't want to choose who I have. So my roommate yeah. got me one. I had Mewtwo. That was my first one. I've I've had wow, Mewtwo. Good pick. Yeah, Mewtwo's awesome. I've had Mewtwo for a long time. Um, and then what I wanted to do was my two roommates when we play Mario Kart. Um, I tend to play as Platoon Girl, and then Bobby mm-hmm. plays as Shy Guy, and uh, Nico plays as Yoshi. So it's okay. like I really want to get each of them for us so we each yeah, have totally. our character sadly i only they only had um inkling girl there was no yoshi or shy guy but there was bowser and his tux from odyssey so awesome kind of in a bowser move i just got that for me um and the whole Good. plan of getting gifts for my roommates was like totally out the window <laughs> um so now i have mewtwo inkling girl and uh bowser and a tux and they kind of awesome. go well together because they're all kind of reaching out in weird ways Oh, nice. Um, I scanned them all into Breath of the Wild and a bunch of like stakes fell from the sky. It was not really that yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. I have um, I have Waluigi, obviously. Oh, yeah. like, duh. Um, and then I have uh, Kirby, Wolf Link, regular Smash Link and also Ganondorf. Um, oh, cool. Which uh, Link, Ganondorf and Wolf Link all have really interesting interactions with Breath of the Wild when you scan Yeah, them I want to get Wolf Link because I think that that that's one of the coolest things in Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. I also just love, like, I love Twilight Princess so much. Um, yeah, me too. So Actually, the reason that I got the Ganondorf and Link amiibos in the first place was to play Twilight Princess. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but there's like a weird little hack you can do 
where if you scan those in, it actually makes it like harder. Um, oh, wow. So so I think if you scan Lincoln, all the enemies do double damage um, to you. And then if you play as Ganon or if you scan Ganondorf, I'm pretty sure um, it limits you to three hearts or something like that. Like there's a weird little hack you can do and it kind of makes like a super hard mode. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do in Smash, too. I think that like that's going to be like. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder if it's going to be like Smash 4 where you can like scan this stuff in and it saves your what, what, is, what are they called FPs? Yeah, that or, was a little weird. It was like you got computer characters that could level up indefinitely. So like, yeah, they leveled up past nine. Yeah. Like they so, learned how you fought and would like fight against you. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, yeah. We'll see I don't know if, if that worked or not. I'm kind of yeah. hoping for like a secret costume or something. That'd be kind of neat. Um, yeah, that'd be sick. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, Mewtwo is probably the coolest one. Um, yeah. I always liked Mewtwo as well. There is a deleted scene from the Pokemon movie. Uh-huh. that sorry you're like what is this gonna be um <laughs> i highly recommend watching it the first movie uh which is the one actually i've seen two of them but i digress um there's a scene from the first pokemon movie where it's like mewtwo's backstory so it's him as a clone in the laboratory and he's oh. he's in the tank with all the other clones and they communicate telepathically so it's like mewtwo as a kid surrounded by like the spirit of all these clones and they're kind of just like floating around the sky and learning about life and then they all die they all like go away and Mewtwo's like wait where are you all going like I don't want to be alone and it's like so sad oh my god Um, it's actually really like that whole movie is super cheesy and fun and just like it is what it is we saw it when we were eight and we like it because of that um but that scene is like really good they took it out because it was a little bit too like yeah, much for kids yeah it was too much for me that. and i'm a fucking 28 year old man <laughs> but uh yeah. i i recommend watching it if you if you have any empathy from you too um i do yes. yeah so it was good well with that i think maybe we should wrap it up yeah you want to wrap it up is that all our time i know we had something else to talk about but we could always yeah, do that next time we we just talked for like two hours i think oh yeah let's 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 wrap it up because right. yeah it's too much i've had enough uh, as sort of an end note to all this, I think we're both really excited. I think the only really kind of strange thing on the horizon is Nintendo Online. That's kind of the only thing we're weary of. Yeah. Uh, and I can't imagine they won't rectify it if it is just like a total swing and a miss. Um, uh, yeah. So hopefully. hopefully, hopefully it works out. But otherwise, the Switch is just like our lives and our show are becoming like Switch dependent. So it's great. Yeah. It is bizarre how they are basically just feeding this podcast stuff to talk about, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could come on this show and talk about Destiny 2 every week, but I'm not going to do that for the, for the sake of our listeners. We'll slowly um, become like Splatoon, Destiny, Animal Crossing. Like, that'll be like the, tri- the triumvirate <laughs> of our show. It's funny, when we started the show, we thought that all we were going to talk about was The Elder Scrolls. Yeah, uh, that's, that is out. <laughs> hey, Oblivion's no longer relevant. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took until 2018, but finally, yeah. people have stopped asking for Elder Scrolls Oblivion content. That would be, if they put Oblivion on, on the Switch, I would. I mean, there's Skyrim. It's not unthinkable. I would, f- I would fucking melt into Alex Mack goop. Yeah, for real. Anyway, let's end the podcast. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's listening. As always, uh, it's very cool. People keep reaching out and saying that they like the show. Um, special shout out to uh, someone named Bolt on Twitter at 
Shinrei Electric. It's Shinra. It's a reference to Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. At Shinra Electric. <laughs> yeah. Who made a kinetic typography video of uh, one of our goofs from the last episode. It is unreal. It's incredible. Um, it, it honestly made our day. It was, it was so awesome. It was, it's like the most legitimizing thing that could happen to a podcaster, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it really was. It was great. Uh, uh, so that was very cool. Thank yeah, you so much for that. Thank you. That um, was great. If you like the show uh, and you head over to iTunes and give us a review, that would be like the coolest thing. And yeah, is there anything else you want to shout out before we sign off? No. Uh, again, just to, I just sort of want to back up everything you said. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you, Shinra Electric, for that wonderful typography. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just have a have a good week, I guess. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll take week. out that, I guess. That's a little... <laughs> sort of takes the steam at everything. Yeah. But yeah, all that said, my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Rest in See peace, ya. Xbox One. Rest in peace, my Xbox One. Nice knowing you. See you in hell. <laughs> <laughs>